Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt, home of Melanin Magnificence and Kingdom of Belts, where any motherfucker can get it, okay? So I'm so sorry, quick apologies. Last week I didn't put out an episode. I'm very sorry. Things got real in my world. Um, and I ain't get round to it. And you know what? I did say when I kept, like... A few months ago, I'm really going to get an episode out every week because, because, because. And you know what? I didn't. I missed one. We move. But to make up for that, I'm joined this week by a very special guest uh, who I actually spoke and met for the first time two weeks or three weeks ago. I can't remember. Time is really ticking uh, on the Where Are We Now campaign with Dancers Network. And she joined me on a Instagram live. Uh, and it was a pleasure to meet her. And I'm so glad to now have her on my own show, Get the Belt. So everybody, please give it up for Sharifa J. Welcome to the show, sis. Woo, thank you for having me. What an entrance. Oh my gosh, I have to live up to that amazing <laughs> introduction was, now. Yeah, Hello, hi everyone who's listening. Well, I, uh, thank you. Well, I ain't me. even properly introduced you. So you are a model, presenter and mental health activist. We had a little conversation before where I was like, you know, let me just let you know, is there things that you don't want me to talk about? Because I don't like to put people in all com- in awkward situations. Because I've had that on the show before where I didn't do it. And I spoke to a man about the topic of the show was something and it led to being DL. And I let the listeners know my feelings on the DL man. And I feel like for some reason, I'm not going to say why, but for some reason that episode wasn't, didn't make it to the airwaves because there were just some things that that he didn't want to be put out there in terms of being DL and <laughs> the I things love, I was I saying. I love how you're trying not to say what the thing is. Listen. Mm. I really want to know what it is. It now. was a bit Everyone mad. Everyone who's listening right now is going to be going, what was the thing? Yes. Tell us. Well. <laughs> but yeah, so I've given you a brief introduction, all the things. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And like your work wise, that was, oh, that, that was it. I, w- I had a conversation with you to say like, oh, what, what is off limits? And one of the things that you said, which I was like, oh my God, we need to speak about that was you were like, do not call me an influencer. I ain't, <laughs> I am, that's not my pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Why yes. was that? Because I've, I've had this okay. and heard this a lot. Okay. So I think influencers traditionally they get a really bad rap 
And um, I think, okay, when you think of an influencer, what do you picture? I know that I picture a relatively slim, extremely white woman with blonde hair, loads of clothes, all a Chanel things. bag. A Chanel bag, pick, or she doesn't even have a Chanel bag. She just buys a Chanel bag with benefits oh. and takes pictures of <laughs> it to look like she's got a Chanel bag, which is nothing wrong. Do you know what? I live your best life. Sitting but... outside of Harry's, of ha- uh, ha- is it Harry's outside of Selfridges? <laughs> Not Selfridges, uh, Harrods. <laughs> yes, ex- exactly right. Uh, nothing wrong with that, but I guess the idea of an influencer has always been this hugely like capitalistic kind of idea of a person that's just trying to sell you everything under the sun sell this fake dream life um i think it's typically again you know i nothing against white women of course i'm half white um my family's Mm -hmm. white but um it's a very kind of like white kind of privilege um idea i believe it seems like a very kind of like white privilege idea think about all the big top top influences of of the ogs like in my head, like that, those people that pop to mind, like Paris Hilton, and you know, like the proper, like, yeah, she's like the original influence, isn't she? Paris Hilton, but you know, it's mm. all about the selfie and the filter, and the and I, I just don't, I feel like I'm everything but that. Like, I think I'm everything but the selfie, I'm everything but the filter. Yeah, I mean, yes, I do take a selfie every once in a while, um, but that's really not why I exist on this earth, <laughs> it's definitely not why. I exist in the online space. So I think that the the term influencer just doesn't really suit me. Mm. Especially after that whole situation, that one influencer that was, you know, on, doing quote unquote fitness um, when she went to Dubai in the lockdown <gasps> or whatever. Don't get me that is when Dubai. I really, <laughs> that is when I really said, oh, now people ain't here for the influencers as much as they were. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know what? I'll tell you, I'm an influencer and I sat home for the best part of a year like everybody else, locked away, crying myself to sleep or not being able to get to sleep, eating too much, losing income, feeling stressed, catching oh, coronavirus. Shit. All the things, and so. I Wait, guess, you caught the you caught the nineteen. I caught the Rona. Yeah, you caught um, the whole nineteen. Did you lose your smell and taste? I did. I really did. Oh. You know. So I guess like being lumped into a category with those people who are jetting off to Dubai and living their best lives when Wasn't I feel really relatively your experience it doesn't, really ref- <laughs> doesn't really reflect me. Like I kind of just feel like I am. Yes, I have a blue tick. Yes, I have you know a few followers. Um, in you know which to most people probably seem like a lot of followers in the world of influencing i have very few followers you know i've yeah. only got got 28,000 followers which is nothing in the influencer space you know most yeah, people yeah some girls out here 500k 500k a million two million like that's 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 the the mega you know lots of my friends are on the 300,000 dots the 120,000 I'm there I'm their little little Sharifa with the little micro following and you know (laughs) but I'm happy with that I don't need any more than that I I like my little community and and, yeah um, I think we do some important stuff like over on my page and I'm I appreciate that so yeah I think it just doesn't reflect me yeah so (laughs) <laughs> unless they so, start changing what influencer means i don't want to be called an influencer <laughs> but i feel like you girls is doing that though like i said like before we jumped on here like my cousin's uh, uh an influencer quote unquote um you know we've got girls like stephanie yaboa influencer love even Me- melissa's wardrobe influencer so we've got some black girls out here actually doing 
some real nice things and not just taking pictures of food and exactly. Chanel bags. Like and you know, yourself, mental health activist. You do a lot for the plus size community like Stephanie. My cousin does the same. Like that, you, you guys are changing what it means to be that. It's just that you're not represented enough. But that's not even this. That's mm. not even what this podcast is about. <laughs> and, I, and I think what's really funny is that I... And this, I said this to you when you introduced me to your cousin and I said, you know, see, like she's very much a fashion influencer, isn't she? Yes, fashion. She is doing that kind of lifestyle, um, lifestyle, fashion. And she is probably encouraging people to to buy clothes and stuff, which typically would irritate me on a lot of platforms. But it Mm -hmm. didn't irritate me on her platform. And I think it is just because seeing black women and black people occupying these spaces as I said to you, it just hits differently and it yeah. makes it feel like I'll buy Accessible. that. Yeah. And I'll buy it. Like if it's if if a black woman or a brown woman or a marginalized, underrepresented group is selling it to me, I'll buy it because mm. you know, thank God they're getting paid and thank God yep. they're getting money. So I guess mm-hmm. that's that's what separates it for me. Um it's not that I don't want um uh, the white community to prosper and do well. I think oh, they it's prosper just regardless. They, well exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they prosper it's regardless. That, <laughs> it's that they have been prospering and they will prosper. And, and they just, will. And, yeah. and, and and good for them, but let's make some space. So I think probably it's not so much about the capitalism, it's about who's holding that space. And mm. uh, um, and yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, my cousin's definitely, you know, she's my cousin. So we share the same genes. We both share that Uday gene, which is our Nigerian blood. And in the Uday Ooh. gene, it comes with thick thighs, hips and ass. So for all the plus girls out here, if you need some clothes to fit around that big booty. Yeah. Head over to her because her hips do not lie. <laughs> she's very much got the Uday gene and the clothes is banging. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I did um, an ancestry DNA test and I had grown up believing that I was Jamaican, but I don't know my dad or, or any of my yeah. family really. And I did an ancestry DNA test and it, apparently it turns out that I'm also Ghanaian. But, Are you Ghanaian? Come on, West Africa. Well, I'm confused, to be honest, because it tells me I'm lots of different things, but uh, none of them are Caribbean, just African. Wow. So, so, yeah, that's a whole other conversation for a different day. But Ancestry DNA, definitely recommend it to anyone listening. 100%. <laughs> but then again, also, de- depending on, like, the way they're, like, giving you the information of, like, those countries, it could very much well be that you are, um, was it Jamaican? Apparently. <laughs> but, obviously, Jamaican Jamaicans were taken to the island of Jamaica by slave traders to work the plantations from West Africa. So it could you could still very much be Jamaican, but you know, the the lineage or those mm. specific Jamaicans were taken from Ghana. Yeah, very true. But once we again, all, we all different podcast. Anyway. We all do, yeah. even the white folk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, I digress. Yeah. So obviously I've invited you on this week. Um and it's a really interesting story actually I'm gonna share it. So I Obviously, we met on the Where Are We Now podcast, um, uh, on not, not on the podcast, on the, one of the Instagram lives, and we got on like house on fire. You know, we did the, we did the following thing, little talks here and there, and then obviously I saw in your in in the conversation 
you told me, oh, you know, very much here, LGBTQ community. Yes, that's me. Raised by lesbians. I said, yes, God, I don't know, a bitch, <laughs> let alone a mixed race girl that has been raised by a lesbian. Like, let me get to know how this girl <laughs> operates on a day to day. Like, what's the tea? And then I see on your Instagram that you also got the, the, the LGBTQ DL flag and I like to include the DLs because they very much are part of this community whether they say it with their chest or in a back alley they very much are part of this industry cause lots of heartbreak <laughs> 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 but for real you have the 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 the, the rainbow flag so th- can you tell us your 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 pronouns and and how you identify sexually as well because this is pride month this is why you're here Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I identify as she, her. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sexuality is heterosexual. Although I do think that people often think that I identify as something else. And to be honest, it's been so long since I did anything since heterosexual. Since what? <laughs> that I'm even not sure. Oh, you've really been I'm, isolating. <laughs> I've been isolating. Do you know what? Am I the only person that followed the rules? Yes. I feel like such... Yes, I know this, right? I feel like such an idiot. Mate, because Uber. Because when I hear the stories of what everyone has been up to during this lockdown... Uber you know and Bolt. the vibrators I purchased oh. this year? I, a lot. Oh. <laughs> I mean... You have to have different ones for different things. Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of options. Um, so, Ooh. yeah, I, I, I am I'm straight... Uh, she, her, but I think for me, like LG, the LGBT, particularly Pride Month, but but just in general, like the in- inclusivity of LGBT QIA plus, is that what it is now? Because I think LGBTQDL DL. Yes. Okay. I thought it was QIA <laughs> No, it's DL as well. Okay. Right. Yeah. So LGBTQ DL DL. Plus. IA. And IA. Yes. Which which is the IAs? I don't know. I know the DLs. I don't know who the IAs is. I think it was um in the, uh... <laughs> But sometimes no. I just be calling alpha. us the alphabet zoo, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, well, I'm just gonna say LGBTQ DL. Yes, girl, that is the one that that's is the way forward. Perfect. So I need to change that on my Instagram. Yes, um, please. And do you know what? I, I have to say, it's in, and I think probably a lot of people could relate to this. I think it's incredibly difficult to keep up. Um, even when you are, um, even if you're in a community, I'm it there. is, diffi- it is I'm, difficult to keep up. Like, it's a lot. if I call myself, I called myself mixed race once and someone said, you can't say that. You have to say biracial. N- right, said, no. First of all, call myself what I want. Secondly... Facts. I, I literally, like, oh, I said BAME once, which I don't actually really say, but um, I said BAME once and I got, I got a thing for that. And I was like, but hold on a second. Uh, like, first of all, I'm part of that community. Yeah. Second of all, like, I, you, you can't, we are, we live in a, a highly censored, it's interesting because we live in a highly censored world, yet there it's is so explicit. more... There's more trolling and yeah. and cancel culture and shaming than I think ever before. But yet we live in this highly PC world, mm-hmm. um, which I think is important. And we need a lot of these terms for good reasons. Yeah. Um, for example, pronouns. Like, I am so glad to see these pronouns being brought in, particularly mm-hmm. on Instagram. Just Yeah, just when I saw that, away. I said, yep, yeah, straight away. 
hundred percent. And people, people, to be honest, they still don't get it. And I can feel that. I can feel that from conversations I have. I can see that, feel that with some of my family members who won't listen to this podcast because they don't really exist in online spaces. <laughs> so that's good because my this. family, I don't like it when they be listening to it because I'd be talking about his dicks, I'd be sucking the syphilis, I'd be calling other. I'm like, no, nan. No, auntie, please don't share this. Con- <laughs> don't listen to it. Please scroll past on my story. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, absolutely no shade to my family. But I think we all, you know, you can't agree on everything. And I was grown up. I grew up in a very uh, white town in mm. a very white family. Mm. And, um, and you know, even though there was a lot of inclusivity in terms of, my mum being a lesbian, there there was also, we grew up in a town that didn't like that and didn't want to see a lesbian mum raising And they were two, two little, white women, right? Little, two white women who... Were um, lesbians we had, with a whole mixed race black girl. with two little brown kids in a town where people would literally <laughs> throw rocks at you. Like, uh, we... You know, I shouldn't laugh, I, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> but that would make you know a great... What? Like series, I will watch that because I bet there was things and shenanigans. There was a lot every day. There was a lot shenanigans always, and um, I actually experienced a lot of racism. I'd probably Mm. say, yeah, I mean, yeah, racism, and um, and you know, I'd get called a lesbian at school because my mum was a lesbian, and but it was violent, and it was Mm. you know, I have physical scars on my body from from the violence that that Mm. I received growing up in in Norwich as a little brown kid with a lesbian mum. And so just going back to the, circling back to the LGBT, um, oh my God, LGBT D-I plus. Q-D-L. Q-D-L plus, sorry. To anyone listening to this, I hope you don't get offended because I did just learn this information now and I'm going to have to write it down and and commit it to memory. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, So for me, like... I've all, I've been, I grew I grew up seeing two women kissing and yeah. I grew up with my my first best friend like from when I was a teenager was a mm-hmm. gay guy and he came out to me and I grew I threw him a penis party he's coming out come party. on penis, penis party. party right yeah he had everything Ooh. we had dick straws we had dick chairs oh I don't want to talk about those I did dick chairs I mean did you sit on them <laughs> we did yes we did yeah. we had we had dick we had dick hats we had dick cake we had everything dick and um you so know, I'm presuming threw, that he was the bottom then I think so. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for me, I grew up feeling like there was no other. Like yeah. it was just that it was so normal to me. So mm. when I started to learn about people saying, oh, gay people, what is that? And that's, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you're crazy. Like, mm. it, for, so for me, there is no option to not be involved in pride and not be involved in lgbt because it's part of my life like it's part of my family yeah and i would always support and stand up for them um and everyone in that community because i, I just truly believe in inclusivity across the board love to see it and before we get on to the you know the actual show i do want to say for not i mean there's probably some homophobic people and some maybe the dls listen to this but like Sharifa is literally a walking example to the contradiction. Um, to no, she's a walking example of the contradiction to your argument that is, if you you know force this on us or you grow up around 
seeing gay shit that you're going to be gay. Our girl just told you, yeah, her whole mum and dad, her whole mum and mum were lesbians. Her best friend, gay, a penis party. Two best friends. Two best, two friends. best friends. One other friend who was a lesbian. Surrounded by all of this gay sh- shit. And our girl, how, how, how many, how, how young are you? How young? Well, when, when I started to get, make friends who were gay? Like, how, how young are you today? Because I don't like to say oh, how right old now. are you. Oh, right, how young are you that. today? Oh, my God. Um, I <laughs> if you don't 20, mind me asking. 29 years young, almost 30. So for 30, almost 30 years of all this gay shit from birth, and the girl's still saying she heterosexual. So, so all of this throwing it down our throats. Sharifa's had thirty years of gay shit, and <laughs> despite not having had a bit of dick in, in a while because the, the you know the <laughs> pandemic, she's still very much <laughs> is a straight girl. <laughs> so all of this, on, oh my god, don't show it on TV because always oh, my child's going to be gay. Oh, eh, wrong, wrong. And also, I was raised in the gay clubs. Let me tell you something. I would get on the train. From Norwich at age 14, yeah. 14 in the clubs? Yeah, oh my God, 14 in the clubs. You've lived a life, babe. I lived a life. By the time I was 15, I'm telling you, I had tried everything. So I got, I'd get on the train, me and my friend Ollie, who is, was my um, my gay friend who actually just came out when he was 15, and we'd get on the train and we'd go to heaven. Yeah. The, the Come on, heaven. heaven in, yes. in London, yeah. We'd get in the queue, we'd take our fake IDs, but we didn't even need them because we made friends. So we'd jump the queue, <laughs> made friends with all the bouncers. And we would party until the dawn. Listen. We'd make friends. We'd get on the train. Go to McDonald's, obviously. But I was literally just going to say, did you get yeah. to McDonald's after those facts? <laughs> of course. You have facts. to. Because uh, it's right next door. And then we get on the train back to Norwich and that was it. And school was on Monday. <laughs> nah, I cannot. I was that is raised so in jokes. the gay clubs. I love and, it. And, to, and in the whole 2021, still a straight woman. So you yeah. guys... <laughs> Fuck off with that with your nonsense. Anyway, (laughs) before we continue any more of this amazing pride conversation, we're going to save some of that for later. Let's crack on with the show as we do with every single episode and give you this week's word of the week. So in true Get the Belt style, we always have our special guests come on and give us that word. So what is your word of the week this week, Sharifa? Okay, so my word of the week, I think, would be Ubuntu. I've been oh. thinking about this word a Ubuntu. lot, actually. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Uh, U-B... Oh, God, I can't spell. Hold on. U-B-U-N-T-U, I think it's spelled. Ubuntu. Ubuntu. It's, it's, um, it's a well-known African word, African saying. Yeah. Um, and Ubuntu, I can tell you the story a little bit. Um, Come on. So, okay, you have to picture this. I'm not, I'm not the best storyteller, but let's try. Um, so there's a class of children mm-hmm. and there's a teacher. And the teacher says to the children, I'm going to put this basket of fruit underneath a tree and whoever can run to it the fastest gets to take the fruit, keep it and, and do whatever they want with it, eat it, whatever. And as the teacher shouts go, all the children hold hands and they run together why did i just get goosebumps (laughs) so they run together to the tree and they all collect the basket and together they share the fruit and 
Mm-mm. This is that the teacher says to the children, why? Why did you do that? And one of the kids says, well, how can I be happy if the rest of us are sad? How can I have all the fruit if, if everyone doesn't have fruit? There's enough for everyone, so share it. Mm. And I think this is, this is actually kind of my, um, this I really, since I learned this a couple of years ago, I think about it often and I think I might actually get it tattooed on my 30th birthday. That might be my little thing. I'm trying to figure out where to put it because I'm a model. So (laughs) not very very advisable to get too many tattoos. It does, it's not helpful. But Mm. um, I'm thinking about getting it tattooed because for me, this year has highlighted a lot of things. Um, But one big thing is that we have to have we have to have this approach um, when it comes to community and when it comes to keeping keeping each other afloat, keeping each other alive. Um, and we have to have a more, yeah, a more Ubuntu way about us as a, as a society because all that happens, you, you look around the world and there's, there's devastation and destruction and death and war and, and so much pain. Um, but amongst that, you have so much beauty as well. Mm. But... We don't need to see so much of the things happening around the world that do happen. And, you know, I've, I know I'm sounding a little bit Miss World here. <laughs> My little well, who Miss knows? World speech. But, you know, world peace and, and all of that. But I just really believe we can we can apply this in every aspect of our life. Just compassion and yeah. empathy and kindness and understanding. And just because something may not seem important to you doesn't mean it doesn't matter to someone else and so mm-hmm. i think we've seen this happen um you know even just the smallest things like the food choices that you make the choices that you the way you consume the yeah. type of what what you write on the internet what you how you treat somebody at work like we're all one we all exist as a collective so mm-hmm. yeah that would be that would be my word of the week ubuntu ubuntu i love that I really love that. And like you said, you can apply it in every day, be it what you eat, what you wear. But, you know, also in work, straight away, in my mind, it came to work. And I'm reflecting again um, on the founders of Dancers Network. And, you know, basically, Kieran and other members of the team were very much, without even knowing, operating in a very Ubuntu way. And, you know, were offering me shit they didn't need to offer that like outside of the project we were doing and connecting me to someone and then said miles message this person to do this and i'm thinking i just came here to produce and just host your little gig and you're you're opening doors and bringing me and taking me places that we weren't even going and that is amazing and that sense of community and that sense of ubuntu is is stunning and like you said earlier on about uh, you know representation when you think of you know an influencer you might think this white girl but we can very much get there we're already having to struggle as like uh, you know as black mixed ethnic people but again not just in the you know entertainment industry or whatnot but just any field have that Ubuntu way and you know we'll complain about oh but the heads they're all white the heads well be when you get your promotion Word of the week, Ubuntu. Think of the think of the brother or, or the sister, and not just you know they don't have to just be black because sometimes some black people move mad as well. Less I like to <laughs> we need to acknowledge Thank that. Thank you for pointing that out. You know, no, because it's not every not, not, not that is a very important. Is black. 
That okay. is a, thank you very much. That is a Not very all, important. And that let that be known on this podcast as well. It's very much for the community, but to yes. be for someone, you don't have to all just be praising. Sometimes I cuss out your blood clouts too. But um, <laughs> yeah, just bring in your people and not even just your people, but like, you know, it's Pride Month and not just in Pride Month, but just bring in more people. Have that sense of Ubuntu. I'm, I'm here for it. I love that. Thank you so much. I'm glad you loved it. I love it too. I did. That's- I'll and the fact to get it tattooed, lovely. Here I might. <laughs> haven't quite decided. I think but you probably. should. Like, but somewhere yeah, like real discreet. Like discreet, like the DLs. Where would it be, though? Could you do a little finger? Like, I was would thinking you do a that. finger, like around maybe? So if you put a ring, yeah, it covers it, or like on the true. inside, or. I, don't I was know. thinking that. But anyway. thank you so much for that word of the week. Thank that was you. stunning. So let's kick off the next part of the show, Melanin Magnificence. So who does your Melanin Magnificence go to this week? Oh, can I have two? Yes, girl, because I got four. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think I think um I think my first one would be Nimco Ali. Oh, I, who's that? Nimco Ali is amazing. She is um a campaigner. She's an author. She's mm-hmm. just this incredibly smart um, woman who is so powerful and strong. And she is a campaigner for um, FGM, female genital mutilation. And oh, okay. She, her, her book is, is about that. And she, she opens up that conversation um, to, to help, um, you know, young girls and women um you know in that situation and i just think it's a really important conversation and i think she Facts. is one of those people you know when you think like if i had all the followers in the world who would i give all the followers to <laughs> i would give it look to at you like, ubuntuing every day we ubuntuing love to see a million for you like oprah you get a car <laughs> you get a car you get a car yeah so um she's she's wonderful so um i'd definitely be nimco and i think the second person um would be someone I've connected with this year a lot, but only on Instagram. We haven't officially met in real life, but we've really connected hard yeah. on Instagram. Um, and that's Porna Bell. She is incredible. She is, um, she's an author. Yeah. Um, she is a journalist. She's the mm-hmm. previous editor of Huff. I want to, I hope I got that right. She's the previous ed- editor of Huffington Post in the UK. Okay. Um, and, and worked with Ariana Huffington. Um, and she, her, her recent book actually is talking all about, um, about strength and women's strength, but also um, being, being a woman of colour mm-hmm. in a f- like fitness spaces. And uh, mm. oh, she's just amazing. Like she's just really inspirational and, and she's 40 and fabulous. You know, when someone's just like, redefining what you would even and I, associate to be a 40 year old woman yeah. yeah and it's kind of awful that we even have these views but i think they're so embedded into us isn't it like yeah 30 30 means this and 25 yeah. means this and 40 means this and 50 means that you know but i mean she, hell growing she, up i thought 30s was middle-aged but not anymore because that's me <laughs> <laughs> i know i thought they're 30 they're middle-aged <laughs> life left in me please it's not time to oh, go yet God. um so she she just 
she's just fucking fantastic. Like she just, yeah. she's just so like interesting and interested and and like thought provoking kind of person. So I just, I just love her. Yeah, Porna. I'm so, I'm her, I'm her biggest fan. And I was lucky enough to um, host her book launch of the book Stronger. And I was so honoured when she asked me to do it. I literally nearly cried. <laughs> she uh, was like, would you possibly be available? I was like, I don't know. I will be available. I, I hope uh, be. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, if I, if that was the day I was dead, I'll cancel my funeral. <laughs> I'll be there. So, so yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Wicked. My melanin magnificence also goes to um, four uh, black and mixed women. Uh, and their names are Maisie Bowden, Gabrielle Brooks, Danielle Casarate, and Jade Samuels. Now, side note, I actually went to school with Danielle Casarate. She was two years above me in the British school in, uh, doing musical theatre. Um, but these, so yeah, big up you, sis, very proud. These four women um, are now the first ever all-black, all-female Shakespeare company ever to be in the UK. Wow. Ever. That's snaps yes. right there. So I, when I saw that, I said, I need to, these four women deserve Men in Magnificence because I know they've all been working in their own right. You know, um, Danielle did musical theatre. I've seen Maisie perform once in a show at, I uh, can't remember, it was years ago. Her voice is insane. Um, and then the other two, you don't just happen to be in, a, uh, you know, a Shakespeare company let alone all black all female shakespeare comp- company by chance you don't just stumble and fall into that so um yeah this is being leaded by the mawa theater company um and they said on their instagram that they they're a company representing black and mixed race women of the diaspora and they're ready to you know redress the imbalance within the theater industry and be a beacon for black female creativity and a cha- and an agency for change. Oh, I saw that amazing. and I said, I do not like, will never attend, uh, will not buy a ticket to a Shakespeare play. I find it boring. I understand the art behind it. I get, you know, that the tempo and every line is written with, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I get that it's a skill. It's a skill, but bitch, I'm bored. Okay, I'm bored. <laughs> I'm bored. I'm thinking too much. I just want to enjoy not my cup of tea. But you give me four black mixed race women doing, you know, this stereotypically white ass shit. Bums I'm there and I'm there with my mates <laughs> and we're yeah. going to have a good old time. 100%. And I can just imagine how different. Because I've seen Shakespeare in the past when it was by force. <laughs> since I've had a, ch- a choice, it's not happened since. But I will very much be going, and I'm so interested to see how the audience reacts and the vibe of the room because there's always a vibe when you go. So maybe just the cinema and like even like I don't know if you know when Girls Trip came out, I made uh, the decision to go to the the blackest cinema I could go to. So I went. I took myself to Stratford, <laughs> <laughs> and the vibe in the theater or, or the cinema, sorry, was just. So dope. So it'd be so interesting to see how and what they do to yeah. to theatre and Shakespeare. So yeah, congratulations on being you know the UK's first ever all black, all female. That is a, definitely a crown on your head. And I know that with a crown comes the what's the saying? The the heavy is the crown on the person, whatever. 
never heard Basically, of there's so much responsibility <laughs> with what you're doing. So yeah. you're all going to slay. I'm extremely proud. And as soon as you, you got a show... Me and Sharifa come in. <laughs> That's it. And and just even to be in those spaces, like I think it just we everything in our in our English speaking Western world has historically been so whitewashed. You know, mm. even if I don't know the history, to be honest, of um the Shakespeare times. I don't yeah, even know if it was fair. honestly I'm I'm so I have no idea. I'd have no I I just know about the skull and the to be if not to be whatever. Um <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. But, <laughs> but I'm I'm I, I would probably imagine there would be there would have been some black people around. Oh there was, yeah. Um, there and was. I feel like everywhere in every space there we were there, very much there. Um very and what much happened there. is as as of course with everything, literature and history and everything we were just washed away. Uh, yeah. in the whitewashing and so now um, and I could be completely wrong so all the historians are going to come at me with pitchforks <laughs> and be like you're wrong um, but I would just imagine based on everything else that they've probably whitewashed us out so it's great to just come back in <laughs> so what I would love if, if one day we you know something came up and it was just like oh Shakespeare was a rasta <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, imagine. <laughs> I honestly think people are turning in their graves. Oh, they would, they would. <laughs> Wicked. So let's get on with the show. Now, normally Miles' measures would be quite long, but I'm cutting it short because I want to have a, a more in-depth conversation later on about Pride. It's Pride Month. And, you know, seeing as we've got a heterosexual woman here, we're going to talk about being an ally and things of that nature. Um... Yes, so let's move into Miles' measures. Like I said, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So... So Leanne, what's it? Leanne Pinnock and Andrew uh, Gray, I think his name, they had a, an engagement ring stolen 
Apparently, the engagement ring was 40,000. Quick question. Do you need your ring? If you ever get married, if you want to get married, do, is there, do you have like a, a set price on it? Because some people be like, it needs to be 5,000. It needs to be 10, at no. least 10. I honestly just, uh, just, just to be in a relationship with, um, with also, anyone who, who, is who wants me. who's not my vibrator, <laughs> <laughs> then I would be happy. <laughs> Please, you're not my fleshlight. Just, just need, just needs a heartbeat. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, do you need it to be diamond? No. Because that's one thing I would. I've got to say, I would need at least a diamond. It ain't got to be really? no five thousand, ten thousand. But you know, it's a precious little stone, and I can be. Despite me being a part of the LGBTQDL community, and so many of them be like, "Oh, the heteronormatives and oh, marriage and oh no and oh, monogamy and oh, <laughs> you know what? I love me some tradition. Not all of it, but I love me some traditional shit. And give me a little ring, unless a, li a little ring with a with a one tiny little cheap ass, not too cheap, but a little cheap ass diamond. <laughs> and by and let's cheap, get married. it means fifty thousand pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. No, it, I don't even need to know the price. As long as it's not cubic zirconia. And yeah. as long as it's no Just less tiny. than 25,000. No, you know what? I don't, even, I don't even know how much a diamond is. That's the gag. I think but it's like, a it lot. don't need to I be. <laughs> Do you know it? what? I, your absolute, um, how do we say it? Hot take? Yeah. Yeah. Unpop unpopular opinion. Hot take. Um, I don't really believe in marriage. You don't, it's not unpopular. This, people be saying this all the time. I'm not really about Especially it. Especially in the LGBTQ. You know it's expensive. It's. Uh, well, my cousin know. got married about two weeks ago. We saw next day on WhatsApp in the group. I don't think it was too expensive on their end. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a congratulations, Heather. <laughs> bring back, bring back the virtual wedding. But yeah, no, I don't know. I think it's. I understand sentiment. I, I think probably mm. because I'm I'm traditionally I'm such a cynic. I've been single for eight years. So because Ooh. I've been single for eight, yeah, I know. It's a but you successful, it. you're beautiful, you got a good body, babes, you jiggle in all the good places that you know these straight That's men love to see a woman jiggle. <laughs> what do you no, mean they love that shit? No, they don't. Uh, yeah, they do. They're not here for skinny whole, bitches this anymore. This could be a whole problem in itself. This could be a whole podcast in itself, but I don't think that the men of today are really enjoying women who are independent and focused and they know what they oh. want and you know like they just i don't think they know what to do with women like yeah that. do you know what i i i i can see where you're coming from there because you know our generation is that is where that generation took a shift and women really started you know sisters are doing it for themselves and this yes, is really the time they are out here really doing it. And I feel like the men, even though they were raised, you know, hearing you can be whatever you want to be, it was very much early stages of the manifestation of that. Whereas today, the girls that were told that in primary school back in our day are now in their 30s and on their bag and actually don't need mm -hmm. you dragging them back. And I feel like it's got men a bit shook. Like they heard it growing up. Like, oh yeah, you can. Right, and now they're a bit like, oh, you actually... Oh, so you actually went out and, and got a job by yourself when you're <laughs> and doing you well actually, in your... <laughs> you actually could buy a house by yourself. Don't need me. Exactly, exactly. And, and you it, also it, have three vibrators. <laughs> and it so, was... <laughs> what so... am I here for? What am I here for? 
No, but in one respect, look, I, I, I feel as a, I'm an extremely compassionate person and I really feel like it's actually quite a difficult period for men because mm. men have always known what to Bless do. Them. They've always known how to, they pull out the chair, they pay for the dinner. You know, men have always known what to do. Their role in courting has been really simple. But now with the rise of feminists, and you know things ever changing, and we're moving into girls are now pulling more, out their legacy. <laughs> yeah, <a> more, <laughs> more non-binary world. I think that I think is there's a lot of confusion. So I think it's yeah. a difficult time. It's a difficult time for the hetero men. For once, I feel a little bit sorry for the straight. Man. I do. I do. Just a I do. tiny bit. I <laughs> need. You know, but actually, get, getting serious, I really, I do feel that there are a lot of men's issues that are not mm-hmm. discussed. And I think because, okay, we all know about the patriarchy. We all know Mm -hmm. that there are so many groups uh, beneath white men who have been oppressed and traumatised and tortured. We know it because we've been part of it, right? But it doesn't go to say that that men don't have their difficulties too. And, you know, being an ambassador of the male suicide well the suicide prevention charity calm which is mostly geared towards men mm-hmm. and learning the statistics and knowing that suicide is the biggest killer of men under the age of 45 in the uk kind of goes to show that this toxic masculinity this patriarchy it actually doesn't serve all of these men because mm. we then see that they can't have discussions we then see the death yep. by suicide you know these are very serious issues that because of this online culture, this cancel culture of one group has to rise up above another, we end up with this imbalance, this 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 shift, this power balance where people feel like they can't talk. And then what happens is very sadly, people die. That is really what happens mm. when conversation is not had and groups are certain, make certain people and groups are made to feel pushed out and that they can't exist in a society, then people die. And so... Yeah. You know, and that sounds really dramatic. Someone listening but to it's me. Facts, probably, but, you know, but it's facts, though. But it's facts. The suicide rate. I was listening to a podcast the other day. And it was something about, you know, we live in a world where we've got all this information. We know all of these things. And life expectancy has shot up. But actually, for the first time in years and years, decades, I think he said, despite life expectancy going up, actual death rates have started to drop. And that is because of suicide. Mm. And I believe that I don't know the statistics fully, and they they're quite difficult like to to get hold of. Even working with a mental health charity, yeah. I'm always like, can you talk to me about the current suicide rates during the pandemic? And they're not actually able to because they don't have the numbers because the numbers are so difficult to to actually. It's, it's hard to measure, and it's hard to measure why people die by suicide. You know, you know we've turned to quite a dark topic. <laughs> you were having a great time mm. laughing there, but I've turned it to something more serious. As well, I always no, yeah, 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 but. But, you know, I think that, yeah, the conversation is really important to be had. And um, I forget where I was going with that. So I'll just let you get <laughs> on to your next topic. But, yeah. How did I, I can't even remember how we got into this. My diamond. That was it. Wedding diamond. ring. Yeah, my the diamond. diamond. Um, oh, my God. All because of Leanne and Andrew. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like, okay, if I was to get me something for two grand. I think yeah. I'd be happy with that. But don't Even if it was a thousand. Grand. Even a thousand. As long as it's yeah. real diamond and you ain't yeah. steal it, then... Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't from Something. someone else that you was going to get. It needs to be bought for me. For me yeah. in mind when you made the purchase. And ethically sourced, please. And ethically sourced, yes. Ethically sourced. So we know that there was no blood involved in these yes. diamonds. 
and um, something that is going to hold its value because I'm, a, I'm yeah. an investment. Well, that's what I mean. Person. A diamond does. A diamond does. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all of that, all of that discussion about all the things you just spoke about to say that their engagement ring was stolen and then they had to buy it back from a pawn shop. So what great conversation. <laughs> Oh, no. I know. <laughs> Would you buy it back? I'd be like, bruv, are you joking? No. I mean, they got the I'm money to be like, shop. I mean, I'm guessing they got the money to be like, oh, whatever. But even if, even if I had the money, I'm, no, that was mine. It was stolen. No. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's not. I got I the receipt. Understand. Why didn't they just call the police? I think they did, but, psh, but then they, the, the, I police, think said, the police found it. it, it the, well, who knows? <laughs> In other news, Oxford University students have voted to remove uh, a colonial portrait of the Queen. Thoughts? Oh, what did she do this time? <laughs> Exist, I mean, hun. Like, I just, mean, it was an old oh. picture fr- where she's, you know, shoulders are out, very much that, very much who run the world, me, using yep. slavery and all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know the girls down in in oxford university said no no hell no oxford <laughs> university made it very clear to the public it was not our decision i don't know who they're trying to keep sweet but they were like it's not us it was the, the students they voted um they, 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 they i'm here down. to take it down like you know what the monarchy if i'm being honest i don't like what they stand for i've never really had much respect for them I'm very much here for the bank holidays that they give us for no damn reason. Always her yes. birthday. Oh, she's been sat on that throne doing, you know, racist shit for 10 years, 15, <laughs> 60 years. Let's have a street party and everyone is off work. I'm here for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah, rest, no. As you want. Be, okay, but can, but can we have a two-day bank holiday? What are you saying? Yeah, Lizzie, exactly. what are you saying? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're kids. Let's go spoons. <laughs> but who are we going to replace with the Queen then? Beyonce? Be- I was Sharifa. No, but for real, we've not really met in real life yet. We need to meet because I was literally going to say the real Queen, Beyonce, Giselle Knowles, Carter, just sat. Of course, we could. She doesn't even need to do a photo shot sh- uh, sh- sh- shoot. She could just use. Do you remember the Mrs. She could just Tart? use. Yeah, she could just use her whole repertoire of photos. But do you remember She's the the, um, the 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 promo for the Mrs. Carter World Tour, where she literally yes. had on the oh, yes. Yes, doing real it. queen shit. I said, You're yes. coming for Lizzie's job. <laughs> <laughs> She's always doing real queen shit, and this is why we love her. That like, would I saw be her in tremendous. And I, cried the whole time. I wonder how Queen Lizzie really be feeling because there's lots of removing of statues, removing her portrait, all this talk about dethrone the monarchy. <sighs> I, I hope she in therapy. She cares. You I don't think, think she cares? No, I think she's just busy taking those life-prolonging pills that she must take every day. She's awesome. like a thousand years old. I mean, she, yeah. She, she looked good, though, better than her, her, her husband looked. <laughs> that husband, I mean, God rest. I'm not speaking ill of the dead. I'm speaking facts on the dead. And he wasn't looking too perky <laughs> didn't, no, the last no, 25 he years. Didn't, he did not take his pills. That's for sure. But it's funny you say that about the monarchy. I don't think you're the only person that feels that way. No, Let's be honest. Not. So but, many. It's such a th- new thing. The last three years, especially the last seven months, I feel like this country, except for the old racists and and a few people who aren't really clued up about the thing, are just like, no, let's keep them. But I feel I really feel like sixty percent of the population are kind of over it right now, especially in our generation. 
Well, even Harry ditched, didn't he? He was just like... Harry bounced with his black girl and said, I'm going to California. (laughs) I am going to California. Strip me of my duties. Mental health documentaries with Oprah. It's fabulous. Have you seen it? Here for it. So here for it. So here for it. Yeah, man. Interesting, interesting thought around the Queen. I'm obsessed with this uh, platform. They're called the School of Life. And they're run by... uh, Well, they're founded by this... Um, kind of philosopher and author called Alain de Botton. And he said in one of his talks that no one is jealous of the Queen because you know how jealousy is like, you kind of get jealous of people that are similar to you. Like yeah. I might be jealous of someone who's like my age and mixed race and has Afro hair. Yeah. And you might be jealous of someone who's your age and, and gorge and doing podcasts and, you know, all the things that you do went yeah. to Brit school. Um, but no one's jealous of the Queen because she's just too weird. Like, yeah, she's no, so I'm unrelatable. Not. She has everything, right? Yeah. So te- technically, we should be jealous of her, but we're not because she is the most unrelatable person yeah. in the world, right? Like, she just has... Like, who... I don't even want what the Queen has because it looks like... Too- I don't want a nigga that looks like Philip. No, exactly. <laughs> you would- <laughs> I don't care how many acres he got. I don't care how many inches he got. I don't want it. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Spend a day at the Playboy Mansion and I'm sure there'll be a few takers there. <laughs> Facts. So, Drake and Shensia. Have you heard of Shensia? No, first, I so, she's a, a Caribbean yeah. artist who okay. is a part of the LGBTQ community in all of her videos, which is rare for like a Jamaican, you know, I think she's Jamaican. Very anyway. rare. Uh, all in the bed kissing girls. And I thought she was just that, but it's also been uh, leaked now that. Um, her and Drake, you know, d- did a couple things last year. She's saying she's pregnant by three months. He's saying <gasps> that's not true because we use two forms of protection. I'm assuming pulling out an condom or maybe a condom and a pill. Woo! I don't know. Anyway, she's saying. I sense a DNA yeah, test. yeah, I do too. But she's already saying I've spoken to my, my lawyer and I know she's got the best Kingston can provide. And she said, <laughs> I'm coming for you. Like I'm coming for, for, for all the coins um, because you're a, you're a Jafakan. You did X, Y, Z. Yes. She's going to be such a rich baby mama. Yeah. Wow. I mean, she's already really quite successful. Like she tried to say, oh, oh she's doing so this she to get somewhere. she doesn't even need the money. She was like, he, because Drake was like, oh, she's doing this to chase Kat. And she, her, what she said, I think it was on Instagram or Twitter, one of the two. Um, she said, you know, I've got millions of fans, which she does. Millions of fans. I don't need your money or your coin, but like, basically you're going to pay for this. Um, and are all her fans on her side? Or are they, what does everyone on, think? What's the general consensus? I, I, can, I can only assume Drake fans are just going to be like, calling her a gold digger probably but then because Mm. i feel like the two fan bases kind of may merge a little bit like a tiny bit like they're both like it's not like he you know he's got kylie minogue saying you got me pregnant i'm gonna whatever like there's the the, there's not (laughs) that much of a shift she's not gonna get more followers for that you know what i mean (laughs) but that would be some tea though one of those silk scarves (laughs) And starts doing more of that. <laughs> that really would be some tea, but no, yeah. So she does like R and B commercial <laughs> bashment or whatever, and then he does well, J- Jamaican hip hop, British. He is merging very much. Anyway, I want to see the Kylie Drake baby now. Yeah, I'm very. Much, I put that in there. I'm like, imagine that would be. 
And I can yeah. actually see it. Same way I see Adele with her, with her black men's. Yes. Very much cute. <laughs> you know, sweet. I could very much see Kylie <laughs> being very much Kylie, but with a hood ass Drake. Of course. <laughs> opening oh the door. <laughs> or maybe she'll be opening the door for him about, come on, Drake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a bit, yeah. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> so BET uh, have presented a new show called Encore. So it's a new show where they're basically putting a new girl band together uh, to create the super group using old girl group members. So um, they've got uh, Shamari DeVoe from Black, uh, Irish Grinstead from 702, Lamisha Grinstead from 702, don't know. Nivia Nash and Felicia King from Cherish. Now, I know Cherish. Do you remember Cherish? I'm feeling really no. unappreciated. You're taking my love for granted, baby. And I don't I know how much more I can take from you. You don't well, know the, the things you used to do. Yeah. Otherwise, they did. Hey, 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 hey. Do it, do it, do it, do it. You know the world oh. be rocking to it, to it. So do, do it, it, do it, do it. Come oh, on, yeah. eh, 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 eh. cherish, yeah. Then Pamela okay, yeah, yeah. Long from Total, don't know her. Aubrey no. O'Day from Danity Kane, you gotta know Danity Kane. No, no idea. Show stopping, we show show stopping. Danny, well, Aubrey, she nope. she did she did um, British actually, uh, British Big Brother, a couple years back. Oh, I love British Big Brother. I still love. It. I mean, it's gone down the pan a bit in the, in the recent celebrity years, but... one, obviously. And then yeah. um, Keely Williams from 3LW. You must remember 3LW with the girl from Do Cheetah Girls in it. Um, ha- I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises. Looking at your page, you see them, different numbers and numbers. Call you and your Sally hanging with the fellas, the fellas. You do or you don't, don't. You will or you won't, I'm won't. I'm just going to try and see No more. <laughs> no idea. No more? What? Okay. I feel like I lived under a rock. You see, you in life. Norwich, though, maybe it went bang in there. Honestly. But they would have been playing but, it when you went to heaven, though, <laughs> depending on what Probably. room you was in. <laughs> and also, would I have remembered? I don't know. These were some wild also, times in, when I was 14. <laughs> but definitely, I'm interested in Keely Williams, the one from 3LW, Aubrey, and then the two girls from Cherish. Already there's been lots and lots of drama in the house with, you know, the girls being like, well, I don't know who, who you are. Like, who were you? And they're like, oh, you don't know me. I've done this. I've done that. It looks good. Obviously, they've all changed because of time and the pandemic. I recommend watching it. It's not in Brit- British TV yet. So it's an online thing. But go watch that. Be here. Enjoy. How many? Looks so fun. All of them are in one group? Yes. I don't know. Obviously, someone's going to leave. I can already sense someone's going to walk uh... out. But, but they have great names, though. I feel like they it do. Like a super yeah. It looks like an ent- it looks. It very much looks like entertainment. The clips that I've seen. But let's okay. p- bring that to a On close. And the last thing I want to bring up in Mars Measures because we're already like going over time. But whatever. Um, what t- what time do you need to leave, babes? And I can take this. Out, I, it's fine. I've ten. I need to do this self tape. Um, so I've got like fifteen. Okay, we'll be quick. <clears throat> Lastly, I was going to make this my belt, but, you know, I thought seeing as I've got a mental health activist, instead of me just giving this person the belt, let's make it a discussion. So a few days ago on a in a national flight from 
LA to Atlanta on a Delta airline, um, a I think it was a gentleman. Um, whilst the pa- the plane was, you know, full plane was in mid air, decided now was the time for him to end his life, and he ran to the door and was going to open the door on the plane. And, you know, I said so long, farewell to you, my (laughs) friends. Goodbye forever. And that was it. The passengers on that plane, rightfully so, were like, no, what are you doing? Like, oh, my God. And like about four or five different people had to like restrain him and restrain him. Um, And, you know, there's been... This isn't the first time that someone's done this on an airplane. Now, I was going to give this gentleman, you know, the belt and just say, like, yes, fair enough. Mental health issues are mental health issues. But if you planned to take your life on that, on like on that in that way. Again, see, I got. I ain't gonna be careful. I'm gonna just say it how I say it. Listen, this is a safe space. Whatever. <laughs> like I, you, I grew up thinking if you commit suicide, you're selfish. And I've since learned that you know mental health does come into it, and you don't be thinking about uh, like your family or the the effects of it. But to get on a flight with families and children and people just trying to go about their their day and calls them we're not even now thinking oh don't kill yourself at home because your mum's going to be sad and your brothers and sisters and your friends and but actually on a flight where it will directly where you could potentially kill everyone on that plane i was ready to give him the belt because how are you gonna like they had to they the worst case scenario would have been you know people were swept out because of what happens with the winds like swept out with him or the plane could have crashed like for me, that's that that is selfish now. And I was almost finna say, you know, if you're gonna kill yourself, I don't want you to kill yourself. Don't like don't do that. There's help out there. Speak to someone if you if you can, like, don't kill yourself. But if that's what you really said I'm gonna do, do it at home. <laughs> In the comfort of your own home. Children don't need that trauma. People don't need to be late for their business meetings. People don't need to die. Because you are uh, 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 unstable. Like, for me, I was very much just going to give him the belt. But I thought, you know what? We've got Sharifa J on here. Let's let's have a conversation. Because normally you give your belt and it's done. You step away. You leave it. You've done your beat. It's done. <laughs> but I thought, let's have a little conversation. Now, would I have been right to give this gentleman the belt for wanting to take everybody out on that plane with him? All the little children crying in the back. Now scarred for life. Like, would I have been... Would I have been in my right to give him the belt? Or are we still giving... You know, no, we got to understand. Because I'd be feeling the same way about people that jump on the train rats too, and I'm, I've got to do my day. <laughs> but that doesn't, that's so, not risking my life. But doing it on mm, a plane, whoa. I think to unpack this, we have to really understand uh, mental health and and try and put it on the same footing as physical health for a second. Yes. And I think... I think this, um, I can understand where you're coming from, but I think it's also very representative of, as you even said yourself, as people thinking that mental health is a choice. Mm-hmm. So um, when you say for him to have made that conscious decision to get on the plane um, and children and families were there and then he opens the door and people had to restrain him, other people could have been swept out. Well, that to me is a person who is is not even thinking, yes, they 
they in one part of their brain were thinking I'm going to get on this plane a person that thinks irrationally and is and is dealing with such a mental health crisis that they think that is rational is Mm. that a rational person is that a person who is in their right mind is that Mm -hmm. a person who is mentally stable no because a person who is mentally stable would would say to themselves i am probably not going to get on this plane because i could harm other people children could be hurt these things could happen but that is the whole thing about mental health it hijacks you mental Mm -hmm. illness and mental health Mm hijacks your rational thinking and it it makes you do things that and I've seen this happen a very very close friend of mine which of course I won't name um who I've known since I was very young probably two-thirds of my life we've been friends for um he's like a brother to me Mm -hmm. and about five years ago he was diagnosed with bipolar affective disorder Mm -hmm. and he was institutionalized he was sectioned under the mental health act and i watched the person that i have known my whole entire life i watched his personality disintegrate from from Mm -mm. something i recognized into something i had never experienced and he is a very was a very non-violent very compassionate very selfless very kind had lots of friends was really very popular um gregarious talented successful kind of person and was doing extremely well in his career and his industry um until bipolar took over and yeah. he he now what you see today is not what you would have seen five years ago mm. um and i no longer recognize the same person in him and it's not because he's had no autonomy over that that mm. is that is mental illness that is what mental illness does in the same way that you break a leg and you cannot use that leg you cannot walk on that leg because that leg is broken that this is the happens same in the mind happens in the mind and that is where we need to remind ourselves that when people and and uh, this is going to be a hugely unpopular opinion but i'm sure there'll be well, what i'm, I'm going to say next is going to be very unpopular okay so <laughs> well, you go, go first. first yeah uh, there you go <laughs> um but this is why you hear stories of of medical professionals um you know uh helping paedophiles and uh, murderers and people who have done awful, awful things, um, things that are unthinkable and um, many, you know, out of certain situations because they recognise that perhaps mental illness has done this to them. And, you know, that would be, I'm not, you know, that's a bigger, much bigger topic. And I'm not saying that I'm of that opinion. But Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is that compassion and empathy and understanding are key when it comes to mental health because until we need to move into that space where people understand that there is no health without mental health Mm -hmm. and and um dealing with those emotional issues um if someone is about to take their own life do you really think that they are considering the impact it's going to have on other people well because this is what i mean this is what i mean regardless of how they do it what i was going to say then is Essentially, are we then treating this person you and what you said just then kind of into like connects greatly to what I was going to say next, which is, is this that, that person to me then is exactly the same as a suicide bomber. They very much know that they're going to take their life. And when they take their life, potentially many other people are going to go to. Is that not 
for me, my energy <laughs> to the suicide bomber and the man jumping out the plane is very much the same. You clearly aren't both thinking right. And if I was to really, if I was to catch you in the moment and say, you know, when you open this door and jump, people here could die. Or when you push that button and go do do do, people could die. They're both going to be like, yes. Whether they say it in floods of tears or irrationally or whatever. And I feel like both of them will be suffering from mental health issues. But to me, yeah. I see that as the same thing. Of course, I see your perspective. Removing, the reli- well, removing religion from it because I will, religion, I will oh, then say that. I will then take this one step further. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get you back <laughs> on this because normally people shy away from me. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I'll take this one step further. And I would, I would say, okay, let's think about Let's think about the decisions that people make on a daily basis, all of us make Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, which impact one another. Um, For example, let's talk about the vaccine for a second. Let's talk about people understanding what it means to get a vaccine or to not get a vaccine in the middle of a global pandemic where people Mm -hmm. are dying everywhere, where children are starving, where... Mm -hmm. Food insecurity has increased by 1.5% in the UK um, alone mm-hmm. um, amongst suicides, which have still not been reported on the numbers yet, but there's mm. been an increase in calls to um, mental health charities yeah. by, uh, you know, I don't know the exact statistic off offhand, but it's huge. Um, and so my thing would be, we all make a lot of decisions, more radical than others, but day to day they impact one another. Um, and the vaccine being one of them. Um, and it, this comes back to what I was saying earlier, is we don't tend to act as one. I think human nature has become incredibly selfish, and because of this selfishness, this capitalism, this um, that narrative I hear a lot, my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes to the vaccine, I do understand people feeling not wanting to take the vaccine, but also remembering that we live in a society. And when we live in a society, it has to function as a unit for us to be able to Mm -hmm. survive. And when people don't have vaccines, people die. Vulnerable people die when others don't get vaccinated. And that is the science and that is the fact. And the science Mm -hmm. that everyone denies, um, and this will be a hugely unpopular opinion for so many Yeah, it's a whole great area because I was anti it and now I'm like, Oh, don't really trust it, but fuck it. Let me do it then. My, I've got uncles that are very much, you know. Let me tell you, black uncles me, very much. Oh, the conspiracy and course, the this and the this. Of course, but let let's think about all the things people put into their bodies every single well, day. Well, this is what I said when I had syphilis, bitch. I got the so, two injections in my ass. I asked one question: be, What was in that motherfucker? You'll be popping that aspirin when you've got a headache. You'll be taking that paracetamol. You'll be rubbing cream. Birth control pills when you want to have all the sex, live your best life. I'll be with my vibrator. Listen, um, me and my you'll be, every day. You'll be, you'll be, exactly. You'll be, you'll be throwing that coil in your body. You will be eating mm. that Haribo, which has over 36 chemicals. In, in it, what is that? I don't eat Haribo. I ain't in, never eaten sweets. That's not my well, thing. Well, there we go. Chocolate, if yes. you're not doing that, you'll be smoking a cigarette. You'll be drinking alcohol. Oh. You'll be eating oh. foods full of pesticides. Drag me. You'll be, you'll Drag be. Drag me. You will be 
cooking on your tea fowl pan, which has teeny tiny microplastics, which are proven to decrease fertility. And we have a huge issue where fertility rates are rapidly dropping. This is science, you can look it up, rapidly dropping. And that is the next issue we're facing beyond antibiotic resistance, which comes from us eating too much meat. We are then facing microplastics, making the our population die down simply because people can't get pregnant in the same way and it's affecting men and it's affecting women so let me tell you something you're worried you about a vaccine it's time to do your research and understand what is actually harming you and what's killing people is a pandemic it's not just killing people because of catching coronavirus it's mm. catching coronavirus it's isolation it's job loss it's extreme stress it's um I had a girl message me on Instagram saying that she hadn't left her house for 10 months and that she was spraying Dettol in her hair because she was so afraid. Paranoid. Well, not paranoid. She was seriously ill. She had an autoimmune disease. If she catches the coronavirus, she would die. And she was so afraid to leave the house that she... She stayed at home by herself spraying Dettol in her hair. So you tell me something. My body, my choice. What about those people? Yeah. So my thing is, <clears throat> people Ooh. make awful decisions every day. But what is more insidious is the decisions that people make on a day to day basis that affects us all, but they don't realize. So we can look at the suicide bomber, we can look at the radical person jumping out of the plane, but we could also look at ourselves. Just well, I do. I do, that. That is definitely a word, and I feel like we could go on, but you know, time. <laughs> I need you back on this show, and that's on period. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> So, do I want to quickly, to, to round that off, and to go back to, 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 to this guy, <laughs> um, he, you on the flight with this man, you potentially could die, He get, you one of the people that, you know, get restraining him, you kind of went out the door, but then came back in and you, you were safe. Are you throwing hands or are you giving this man a hug? I'm or are you just putting him in his... Or you put him in, in the seat, would you know, like how you, you know, when your mum is teaching you a lesson for like doing something weird and she puts <laughs> you in the seat, like she's doing it because she loves you, but she's like, shit, you're down, sit down. I'd, I'd be that one. I'd be pushing him in the chair, strapping him down, yeah. and then I'd probably bring him a cup of English breakfast tea to cheer him up. <laughs> Love that. Right. So with the little time we've got left, we've got to have a little quick discussion about pride and what it is to be an ally. And then okay. we've obviously got the get the belt section. So. Um, happy Pride Month! First Thank and foremost, you. happy Pride uh, Month. That's we not for month. me. That was for everyone else. But I was everyone. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> so, like, um, to be an ally, like, what does that mean to you? Um, to be an ally, uh, so the, it, specifically to the LGBTQ yes, community plus and Pride, to, obviously. To be an ally um, to the community for me is is um, is educating yourself. I think that's a huge one. Educating mm-hmm. yourself and staying up to date, which um, I is reminded myself of <laughs> early is uh, earlier is is elevating voices, uh, and by that I mean like. You know, if you're on an if you're on an an Instagram page like an LGBTQ, uh, oh my God, kill me, <laughs> LGBTQ DL QDL LGBTQ DL DL stands Instagram. for download, by the way. Got it, got it. Thank you. Okay, um, right. <laughs> If you're on an LGBTQ DL 
plus page mm-hmm. and you you've heard something that, that one of uh, one of the members has posted and it's really like wow like that's opened my eyes that's opened my eyes to they them pronouns or that's opened my eyes to um hiv conversation or it's opened my eyes mm. to uh, whatever it might be um and you have found that really interesting hit that share button on your Instagram and share that to your followers, even if you think it's not going to match your feed, even yeah. if you think it's it's oh maybe it'll upset somebody, share it, share the experience, mm. share the conversation because that's the only way. That's the only way the community will reach further than its own community is yeah. if people from other communities take an interest, a genuine interest, um, without judgment, um, to just say okay, maybe I don't understand this, but but what is this and and why do i need to understand it and i think yeah. we might we might not always understand why people make some of the choices that they do but the thing that we can do is listen and i i really liked that during the black lives matter period and when i say that as a period um i think we all remember that time yeah when the awful events happened where george floyd floyd sadly died um, yeah. or was was killed um and we remember that period of the marching and the, the, the you know everyone coming together so that's what i'm referring to when i say the black lives yeah. matter period um that that online saying of of listen and learn everyone just listen and learn i kept hearing that so much and i thought that that can be applied to so much in life, not just that period, but mm-hmm. but also any marginalised, underrepresented community that needs to be heard. The voices need to be heard, and it's for good reason. So I would just say, listen and learn, um, share, elevate. Um, but I would also say, um, well, yeah, be, be open minded and and try as best as you can to think of it as other. I think we have a tendency to put certain people in boxes in our minds like okay here's what I'm going to expect of a trans person they're going to have uh maybe they're going to have a certain type of contouring makeup maybe they're going to be flamboyant maybe they're going to fit into every stereotype that we've seen in the media and in film and in tv maybe Mm -hmm. they're going to fit into all these stereotypes because that's all we have of it try and, and break that idea in your head because there is no one look of a gay person mm-hmm. or a lesbian person or a you know or a, a trans person or a person with they them pronouns like mm-hmm. it is it is everybody and anybody and there is no rule to it and i think it's just important to remember that you know we are all just people like mm. so i mean that's kind of what i would say um that's and i would also you, say yeah. in some ways um getting involved in pride um, in a way that is, um, I think it's quite hard with pride because there's a lot of that kind of rainbow washing from brands. I mean, and, we was going to get right onto that. But yeah, before we do, I would like yeah. to ask you, so obviously in your Instagram bio, you've got the LGBTQDL flag. Why yeah. Why is that? Because that's what led me to think, oh, okay, she's, you know, part of the community. I guess it's like I in my bio, I think it's funny because you look at my bio and it's a bunch of emojis and a few words. But <laughs> I spend hours on my bio. I've mm. spent hours like rewording and moving around and shuffling my bio so people can get what I'm about. Mm. And um, the first thing you've got there is hashtag BLM. So mm. I think that that just goes to show that for, I will always believe that Black Lives Matter, of course, as I think we all should. Yeah. Um, but next to that, I just wanted to put 
the flag and the hashtag um, because I think it's, I want it to be, it may not show up on my feed. You look at my feed and you see a plus size model with Afro hair. I'm probably talking mostly about body positivity or things I've traditionally spoken about. But yeah. if you if you go into my stories, which I'm very active on my stories, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing about stories is they're 24 hours, aren't they? And I need to yeah, work I love my I love my stories. I've been living vicariously. I love my stories. My stories. There's just um, no pressure. <laughs> Yeah, there's no pressure. But also, like, I, I love it because it's a kind of a flow of thoughts. And, and I, yeah. I tend to share a lot of content and of LGBT um, content, but I don't actually create as much as I'd like to. And I should work on changing. Well, you that. are today. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I, think, I think the reason why is because uh, when you don't feel actively involved in a community, I think it's quite uh, difficult to know what to share and in, in the right way. But, mm. you know, I'm thinking about buying some cool, like... Um, some like you know colorful underwear and doing like a little woo, raise the flag you know yeah. um something like that just to show my solidarity um but i guess i want that in my bio so people can see that through and through i support that i always will i always have i always will that will never change um and i i think that it's also uh an a time for me to, to to figure out ways that I can incorporate it more into my into my static feed so people yeah. can also see that represented. But until it's in my static feed, it's in the bio so people know it's there. Yeah. I love that. I really do. And I wish more straight people did things like that, you know, because you've got many, many, many white people with Black Lives Matter in their in their, you know, bios and stuff. Which is but great we don't see. really see many straight people with you're the first straight person I've seen ever with the LGBTQ flag what? in their bio that's not a part of the community. Seriously? Very much so. Yep. Oh my god. Which is that's why I so just sick. assumed, oh, okay, so she she gay, lesbian, DL oh. <laughs> by one of the things and the gag is the girl's straight. <laughs> so, okay. Um, in in being an ally. So though, is that especially... why I'm still single because I'm giving off lesbian energy online? Well, you, this is the thing. You weren't giving me lesbian energy because you removed <laughs> that flag and I just thought I would have just presumed you were straight, which I shouldn't okay. do because you could be anything. But the rainbow flag, because I don't just see that us, our my community supported and like that from heterosexual people online mm-hmm. permanently because you very much had that flag before Pride Month, let me add. Yeah. So yes, that's why I, I thought, think, oh, yeah. okay, she just is, but no. Um oh. You you did give some you know what what it, what it means to you to be an ally, but I want you to give you know three tips or three do's of being an ally. What like what you can do not just in Pride Month but just throughout the year. Like you already said one thing about sharing their content. What other what two more could would you say? Okay, responsibilities um, of an ally. These are fairly simple for me. I think. Um, I guess it's a, a second part of um, getting educated. And I think that's educating yourself on the terminology, but also pulling people up on terminology. Um, for example, and I think this is a funny one because um, two of two of my really close gay friends, um, they very often use this term. They say, um, oh, that's so gay. You know, they'll say that as a term. I'd be saying that so t- sometimes. It's bad. Yeah. We need to, I need to stop. <laughs> and I think... And I think it's funny because I think also it's a bit of a generational thing. Like yes. I grew up with people saying that. I uh, also grew up in a racist, homophobic town. So that's probably <laughs> part of it. Um, but that, you know, and, and 
I they say that and they are two gay men. Um, mm-hmm. However, um, I I think widely it's not really that accepted. Um, using it as a derogatory term is yeah. not is not a good idea, <laughs> obviously. So when my friends, a lot of my friends will kind of say it and every time I will correct them and every Good. time they will roll their eyes and every time I will become unpopular for five minutes while they're <laughs> seething about the fact that I corrected them but I will always do that and I will continue to do that because I think it's important to embed that in people's minds that being gay is not a bad thing so by us saying oh that's so gay what are we saying you know yeah what are we exactly. actually putting out there um in exactly the same way that people um ableism and people say oh that's retarded you know i used to hear that yeah. a lot um yeah. or you know or you're spastic like you just yeah. hear those things very often and just i'm not condoning these things of course i'm just giving examples um Again, these are things that we have to pull people up on. And yes, maybe that makes people feel like they're moving into a more PC world, but also we have to evolve. And uh, we can't mm-hmm. live in... The, we're not prehistoric cave people brushing our teeth with uh, pieces of straw. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we move on. Right. We have we have Colgate now. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, I think educate on... Uh, aside educating also, educating your community around that. Mm-hmm. in a way that you can still keep your friends. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And was it a third one you wanted? Yes. Yeah, so how you to had be the, an, yeah. How to be an ally. Um, the third, I feel like I gave so many. Yeah, you said mm-hmm. about researching your own stuff, being prepared to learn and pulling up your friends. So you gave us, you gave us a good three. Did I? You gave us I a good three. So now I'm going to ask for three don'ts. What do you th- not do? As an oh, ally, because th- there are some allies out here that think they, they do oh, nice things. Oh, I have, no, I have, a, I have a three. I think I have a three. Th- okay, let's go. I think, and this is, a, I can't speak for people in the LGBT um, community, but mm-hmm. from everything I've heard over the years, I think I always hear about ask questions. If you're, if you're not in the community and you're confused mm-hmm. about something, or like, for example, they, them pronouns, that's that's quite a new concept yep. for people to understand. People, are, yep. a lot of people are confused. Um, so I've just heard people saying, I even you know. I struggle with it. Yeah. Ask just because I, I, my parents really would be, you know, anal about grammar and things. You know, there's sometimes when you put the word they in a sentence, grammatically yeah. for me, I find myself twitching. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm not sense. speaking yeah. properly. Yes, exactly. But that's the way life is now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and the thing about languages, the, be- the, the beautiful thing about languages is that it evolves. It's designed yeah. to change. We created yes. words. We can change words. And um, and language is, is, is always ev- evolving. So. So um, it's important that it evolves with the times. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be my third one. Um, be curious, ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a bit of play on words there. But yeah. Hey! <laughs> be, be, curious. Come on, be curious. Don't be ignorant um, and don't expect someone to educate you. Do your education. Mm. But if you're in a situation where something pops up and, you know, you actually really want to ask that question, find a polite, respectful way and be very considerate and be very careful mm-hmm. and be very aware that you might get punched in the face to to say, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, uh, what is your pronoun? I, I didn't, um, yeah. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure and I can't speak for anyone because my pronoun is she, her, um, 
but I'm sure that anyone who does identify differently would be happy to say, oh, thank you for asking. 100%. Like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't equate... Well, it kind of is because it's how I identify. Like, my name mm. is Miles. Yeah, my name mm. is Miles. And you spell that name M-Y-L-E-S. Do you know how many times I've said my name and people write down M-I-L-E-S? I am like, I am not a form of measurement. I'm not a form of measurement. That is not my name. That's not me. That's not how I identify. And on the odd occasion, I have someone come to me, by the way, is that an M or an I? I'm like, you know what? Thank you. And I say every time I say, thank you so much for asking. Yeah, Because exactly. people just assume. That's and it. the majority of the time they're wrong. And, I've, and that's it's more how they, offensive. They it's and the same thing. for me. I've been called Shakira, Sharonda, Shaquande, Shadarifa. I'm like, stop it, stop it. It's Sharifa, it's just so easy. Just ask my name. Just exactly, ask. And if you don't just assume, and don't put it in an email, and I've just signed my name, Sharifa. The, and, come no, back, and come back. <laughs> I've had that what? in an email where they be putting, I'm like, best what? wishes, Miles Hart with a Y. Hi, <laughs> huh, nice to hear from you, Miles, with an I. I'm thinking, did you not? Wait, and a Z okay. and a smiley face. What Stop the it. fuck? Yeah, so exactly, right? That. So I think ask questions and be curious. That'd be my third Facts. one. And the so, don'ts. Um, and three don'ts. Yeah. Okay, so uh, don't assume. What does not make you an ally? Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, what does not Oh, what does not make you an ally? Yeah. What What does not well, make you yeah. an ally? doing anything homophobic or transphobic or um anything anything really um that you may have been taught like just unlearn those beliefs and just have an open mind so so don't do any of that don't, don't do any of that don't that's get a good number in, that's a good place to start don't, don't be get involved in any hate speech <laughs> or uh or, or even something don't laugh along with a joke that's Ooh, home that's, that's okay yes don't laugh along it's not funny actually and a lot of mm. people will be hurt by that and and you can say oh it's just a joke as much as you want as soon as it comes back on you mm. and your community you won't be finding it very funny right Facts. nobody nobody jokes about cancer why does nobody joke about cancer because it's not funny and everyone understands it yeah. and you know it's not it's not something that we that we joke about and everyone knows that why are we joking about black people why are we joking about asian people why are we joking mm. about lgbt uh, people why mm. because you think it's funny but actually we don't think we're funny mm. <laughs> unless we made the joke ourselves exactly <laughs> and i think that's the same the same could probably be said for uh, people within that community so um i guess only laugh along if the person from that community made the joke, the joke. Fact. <laughs> yeah then you're laughing so, with not at so you got one more um I've got one more. Um, don't, don't, don't. Oh, okay. This is going to be a tricky one because I think it's important to recognise it, but I also think in another way it could be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, not don't support rainbow washing, but don't congratulate brands who stick up their beautiful flag every month every you know June. for a week mm-hmm. of the month and but don't buy all their stuff if they are not supporting it for other parts of the year there are loads yeah. of brands who yeah. actually have that who actually support the community throughout the year yes. like um i think it's kurt geiger kurt geiger is like they always like talking about the rainbow and you know there's lots of brands that do it more than once 
don't don't just jump to the first brand that's selling you yeah. something like do a tiny bit of research first don't congratulate them on that tokenism because by congratulating them on that they're going to keep doing it and they're going to think it's acceptable and i think we need to we need to demand a little bit more uh, representation if they're going to profit then the community has to profit or brands amazing brands who who might be doing it for one month of the year, but are actually giving something back to the community. Mm-hmm. For example, like Sweaty Sweaty Betty's whole um, collection that they created. Um, it's like, I don't remember how much the profits, but a lot of the profits go back into the LGBT community. Yeah. So, and yeah. what have you learned since being the ally that you are? The biggest thing that I've learned is that stereotypes are so wrong <laughs> like Facts. stereotypes are literally ridiculous caricatures of people and it is just not representative of anybody ever so um do not believe the stereotypes open your mind mm. um so what does pride mean to you being a straight woman pride means to me being a straight woman it's uh, a time where i can be with the people I love the most. And so many of those people I love are um, gay men and gay women and um, people who in the LG, um, I'm shortening it now. I'm just like L. In the L <laughs> community. In the L community. Um, in the alphabet <laughs> zoo. We're running out of time. Um, so uh, the community, it's a time when I can just celebrate, like celebrate with them, like stand, help them stand up what they, for what they believe in, what I believe in. Um, I mean, I, I've been drunk a lot of times. Fact, me too, Pride, yeah. And, and they were some of the best times, <laughs> you <laughs> know. Um, and so for me, it's just, it's actually a time of education, a time of celebration. Um, but particularly celebration, I would say, for, for me and my friends anyway. And lastly, to the straight people, if there are some straight people listening to this, that are scared to go to Pride, because I had a conversation with my cousin who's straight, he's like, oh, I don't need to really be there. And I was like, well... My cousin's Nigerian, born and bred. And I was like, okay, well, (laughs) what would you say to, you know, white people that were like, oh, I don't really need to be at the Black Lives Matter protests. And, you know, it's like, that's that's facts. What would you say to the the men uh, that didn't want to go and march with the women for women's rights, you know? Like, what about adults Mm -hmm. that didn't go to the march about child molestation? Like, you don't have to be a part of the of that community that are asking for help and recognition. So what is your message to sp- straight people that are like, Ooh, Ooh, I don't know. I don't want to leave with the, with the, with the homosexual spirit on my shoulder. <laughs> or I don't want to, you know, or I'm scared or oh, it's not for me. What's your message to them <laughs> about this year? Pride? Oh, my message is very simple. Go into any drawer, find yourself a mirror and hold it up in front of your face and ask yourself the question, what is that? <laughs> what, what, what is that? Where does that come from? And what work do I need to do around that? If you, if if I'm feeling this way, that comes from somewhere. So unpack it, unpick it. And, um, and I feel like it's probably because they probably will feel a bit too welcome in the community. Too, maybe they <laughs> feel like they'll feel quite at home. <laughs> On that note, it's time for us to get into... The section you've all been waiting for. It's time for Get the Belt. So who who wants to go first? Would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? 
You can go first. Because I've let you go first every single time. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the guest. Because you're the <laughs> so guest. So that's how it goes. Right. So <laughs> I'm a lady. My belt goes to a, na- a lady by the name of Julie Burchill, who was rightfully sacked, I think it was last week, um, for tweeting. She's a journalist for tweeting uh, something along the lines of, uh, she tweeted something to Meghan and Harry when they named their daughter. Said what? And she said, what a missed opportunity. They could have called it Georgina Floydina. I'm so glad that she got sacked. And she is getting my belt this week because that was so insensitive. It The, the, the whole thing was marinated in, in racism and hate. For a journalist that had been in the industry for that fucking long, you should have known so much better. She had the audacity to go onto another publication and say, oh, they always said I was a bit too much or whatever. Well, they were fucking right. <laughs> they were fucking right. Especially, like, not even a month after the passing of Joyd, you're, George, sorry, you're now making a mockery of his name and using <laughs> Prince Harry and... Uh, Prince, Not Princess, but the... Harry and Meghan's daughter mm-hmm. as 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 clickbait i think it's wrong i think you're twisted in the head and i there's really really these days no excuse we've had a year of people putting out information sharifa over here has put out shit on her page i've put out so much and done a podcast about it last week and there are thousands of people globally and on the internet helping to educate you and a lot of us doing it actually for free a lot of us and you are still i'm sorry with that being said there's no excuse for you to for you to be working in the press to put a tweet out like that you get my belt in its entirety i hope your 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 food continues to say stay as unseasoned as ever i hope you (laughs) you you have some learning i hope you have lots of learning um and yeah, there's really no, there's no, I'm not really wishing you well right about now. I'm sorry, babes. Maybe in the future, but for now, you get nothing but my belt buckle. Boom. See ya. Yeah, that's me. That's it. That's my belt this week. I was going to give it <laughs> to that man that. that was going to fly out the plane, but I thought, no, let's have a discussion no. and let me give it He's to Julie. He's having a difficult time. He's having a difficult time. Julie's he getting to have a help. difficult time and I Julie, hope she does. And Julie, Julie could be having a difficult time. There's no need to be a bitch. Um, <laughs> <Facts>. <laughs> pardon me. Uh, yeah, you know, I think there's different ways of doing it, isn't there? Who um, does your belt go okay, to? Okay, so actually... Actually, my my belt is internet related as well. I think it's not a specific person, but it's all of the people, Mm -hmm. every single person that goes on on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever platform it is, and decides to hurl their inner thoughts and feelings and their abuse... And I'm not pointing at anyone specifically in the vegan community, but but I will just say... But point. <laughs> Many of the vegans, the angry vegans, they're not all angry. Some of them are very nice, but some of them are very scary. And <laughs> one of them said the other day, one of them said, we should take human beings and we should put them into factory farms in the same way that we do to animals. And I'm like, okay, I get that animal cruelty is horrible. Yeah. That's why I'm a vegan, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm with you. Let's not do that. But we're not... But we, we, we're not thinking about it like that because that's murder. And 
of humans. And, uh, you know, um, don't say that murder of cows is any better, but it's not the same. Like, it's not the same. Yeah. So the, it, some people have a lot of things they need to be working on. And um, one of the things is just keeping their opinions to themselves. Like, if you have a horrible, grotesque thought that you know is a bit disturbed and it could probably potentially harm somebody else, somebody else's mental health or make them feel afraid or anything like that. Just don't, just don't, don't say it. Just leave it in your brain. Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be out there. We don't need to hear it. Um, Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So uh, just a belt to the trolls. Any troll, goodbye. Well, thank you so much for coming on to get the belt Sharifa J it's been a pleasure speaking with you we spoke for way longer than intended um, but you know what it was it was a super dope conversation once again I'm so glad to like be in this space with you I loved you on where are we now the conversation on Instagram live but you know having you on get the belt where I was able to do, do my cussings and talk about the dicks and all the things <laughs> I mean, I'm loving power to the people, but like I really had to be on professional, you know, whereas here I'm professional, but very much my authentic self. <laughs> I love it. And I think you made me swear a lot. And at the, at the end of this, I know I'm probably going to send you an email afterwards and be don't like, put it out. <laughs> my, Miles with a Z smiley face, don't put it out. <laughs> I can't. I swore I spoke about the vaccines. Um, but you know what it is, what it is. And, uh, and I've had a great on. time. Aww. And it's nice to just let it all out. Yes. Thank you, Thank you so much, Connor. <laughs> so do you have anything coming up that you want to tell us or share or like promote? I've got lots of things coming up, but lots of pipeline things. Okay. You know, when them everything's ones. just in the pipeline. Yeah, um, and at the moment, I'm at a bit of a crossroads. Come I'm on, like, Beyonce. Do I do that? Do I, I do that? Alone the ama- at a crossroads. Right? But the... <laughs> The amazing thing is I have lots of um, lots of decisions to make and I didn't have that in the mid-pandemic. So that's awesome. We but love I'll a black girl with marathon, decisions to make. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, I'll be running the marathon October the 3rd, Woo! so watch out for that. Um, I am potentially starting a project. Again, watch out for that. Oh. Uh, but you can follow me at Sharifa J, Sharifa underscore J. S-H-A-R-E-E-F-A underscore J. With a blue tick at yes. you. Yes. <laughs> no Z, no H, no nothing. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so okay. much uh, for, for joining me on today's episode. It's been a pleasure. And I look forward to actually meeting you in real life and doing nice things. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning into this week's episode. I told you I'd make it up to you for missing last week. This was probably about two and a half hours long. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, rate us on i uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and share the podcast on your socials. My name is Miles Hart. I'm your host of the podcast that is home of Melanin Magnificence and Kingdom of Belts. You've been listening to Get the Belt. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.